Life is hectic, demanding, and doesn't stop. When honest with ourselves, we must confess we often don't know what the hell we're doing. The LARCast is an ongoing conversation about the inclusive and mischievous nature of God's presence. Through the lens of all the things that make up this phenomenon we refer to as life. Astonishing grace and refreshing honesty collide right here for your weekly encouragement. Welcome to the LARCast. This is episode 129. Yes, if you've been listening, you might have heard me say this is episode 129 before. <laughs> That's because I don't know how to count. <laughs> or maybe I, maybe it's I don't know how to read. But I think I probably misquoted this a few times. But eventually, eventually I'm going to get it right. But on a serious note, Welcome. I'm your host today, Russ, and with me is one of our team members, Jameson, who's been missing for a little while, a little missing in action, but he is here, alive and well, in the chair, and just ready to go, man, right? I'm ready to go. Yeah, I feel like we could get into all kinds of pleasantries right now, small talk about sports and the weather and good bourbon. Or the taste of this fine cigar that I've been chewing on for the last two days that my wife made fun of me today for because I was walking around in Whole Foods with her. We went on a date today. And yes, we are a getting date older. date Whole Foods. Yep. Our date consisted of a trip to Whole Foods, and then we sat outside at a brewery and had a beer. It was glorious. 70 degrees outside. It was it was fun. But anyways, she made fun of me for chewing on this and looked like a grandfather walking around. But we'll skip all that because we got a lot to cover. We are back in the book of Galatians. We are in chapter five, and we are dealing with what I have said numerous times. I feel like probably the one of the, one of, if not the most relevant book in the New Testament, it, just in regards to uh, I feel like just where Christendom and the whole story and conversation is happening, especially in the West, right? There's just so much that's kind of going on in the missional and micro and mega and liturgical and ancient and modern and, and well, no, it needs to be this. No, 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 it needs to be that. And just there's courses everywhere. There's gurus everywhere. There's examples everywhere, curriculums everywhere, verses everywhere. <laughs> and in the middle of all that, you kind of find yourself feeling a little bit discombobulated because, well, it doesn't feel very free. At the end of the day, I feel like we hear lots and lots and lots about being free in Jesus. And then if you start running down so many of these avenues, it never actually leads to freedom. And that's what Paul's addressing. You know what I mean? He's talking to an entire you know movement of people in a city that had grabbed on to this scandalous news of Jesus, this very uh, undomesticated, you could say, right? Unplanned life with Jesus. It was beautiful. It was... It was subversive, you know what I mean? It was raw, it was it was beautiful, and they're basically trading it in for a better handle on how to become the people they think they should be from a group that's saying, well, no, this is faith. This is what it means to follow Jesus. And Paul's just putting a flag in the ground and saying, no, actually, that's faithless. And you're living as a slave and you're enslaving other people 
And sadly, you're doing it in the name of Jesus. And I think we see that, man, and feel that everywhere today. So, and we got a relevant topic here. So we're going to be picking up Galatians chapter 5. And um, if you haven't been listening, feel free to back up and listen to previous episodes. I feel like they all build on each other as we've been working through this. But Paul, at the beginning of chapter 5, has just made it very clear. Verse 1, for freedom, for this very reason, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. Stop submitting to this yoke of slavery that's at its core just, it's just religion. It's hot air. It's not the life that God's given you. And he goes on to speak about a few things. And then right here in verse six is where we're picking up today. He says, basically just kind of lays out a little bit of a gauntlet here. It says, listen, in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Now, we got a kind of a minute to hit on that in one of our previous episodes in Galatians. But um, I feel like we, I feel like this is a verse, man, that needs some time. I feel like there is far more here than we have even yet to to grasp. And so, Jameson, I know you've been diving into this topic for a long time, man, and just kind of getting ready for this. So, what's going on here, man? Give us, give us some wisdom, dude. Give us some insight. Smiling right now, if you're listening and not watching this podcast expound upon us is that that's probably not even correct way to even say that but well you expound. probably need a you need yeah, to throw a, a, a lower ball for me there that's a big you've thrown it up pretty high there i'm <laughs> uh, just having fun i think that, yeah you know when you read sentences like this the easiest thing to note is what is said first and what pops out right away but sadly gets walked right over or walked right past a lot, which is in Christ. And it's a cue because Paul uses that phrase dozens of times or phrases that are really closely, almost identical to it in Christ. Right. And he's, he's not being metaphorical. And I think a lot of us tend to, or maybe have been taught to read Mm. that phrase as this is just kind of giving you the idea of something or it's like something or it's a simile or a metaphor it's like no 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 paul's dead serious (laughs) like read the new testament he's not messing around with this phrase it's not accidental that he says in christ and why is that important because when you're talking about christ you're talking about someone who is one with the father And has been forever and will be forever, right? Right. That's who this, everything following in this sentence is a reference to in Christ, Christ who is in the Father, but also Christ who is eternally and abundantly anointed in the Holy Spirit. There's no one like this. Like the Father and the Spirit are in him and he is in them. But you can never say in Christ without also saying the father and the spirit and then all of creation. And that's the dinger that really throws a lot of us off. And Russ, you've said this a dozen times. 
Tony has said this a dozen and that's saying it lightly. I don't know how many times we've talked about these things. I think he might have said it 11, but yeah. Okay. Well, he'll catch up soon hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like to be in Christ and for Christ to be the one in whom all things exist, this this isn't a partial statement. This isn't something that you can parse out or limit or say well not until. It's like no existence can only be what it is in Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm thinking about the the episode way way back on the Larkcast talking about the yeast and saying like there's no unkingdomed, which is not a word. I hate that you guys said that, but I also love it. There's no unkingdomed place in the world, in reality, in space and time in the universe. Oh. Whatever is is in Christ. Um yeah. That's those were, that matters those were a his lot. words, his story. Yeah. Yep. So if and you've just, got this sentence starting out with in Christ, we've got to let that be more than just like a passing note. Yeah. I, I just want to just double down on something that you said, which I feel like it's just really important for us to, to continue to to think about and to remember is you know, you know, you had referenced that at, at no point is he not with the Father, the Father in him, and the Spirit, the Spirit in him, and creation. Yep. The Bible actually teaches us this. And I'm just, like, to think about that, right? To pull all that together into, like, one capsule, like, wow. You're talking about, you're talking about you know, just the very air you breathe, Right? everything you're looking at, any place you go, anything that you're dealing with. I'm just saying you can run down this list with a zillion things. It's all happening in Christ. Yep. And so I I think you're right, man. Like this is important for us to, to pull together and to keep in mind that sort of picture here. So there it is. Keep going, man. So in Christ, Paul says. Yep. So I want to say. Uncircumcision. Yep. I want to say something here too, that this is more of something I've been noticing and hearing recently. And that's that I think a lot of people mean mercy when they say grace. Yeah. And these are not the same. They're both significant. They are both true about God's disposition toward us, but mm -hmm. they aren't the same thing. And Paul's harping on grace throughout this book, not mercy right it's not that it's not present but here's the thing like mercy is when you don't give somebody what they deserve in something that's negative <laughs> like you deserve a punishment yeah. i don't give it to you i'm being merciful i hear that all the time and it's referred to as grace and that kind of makes people feel good and like look at what i did like man i'm really I was being great. And if they point to it, then you really know something's off. Cause they're like, look, I was gracious <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at that point right. of the conversation. You're just like, uh, I think if you're keeping score, it's probably not grace. That's manipulation. Right? So yep. it might've been a merciful thing, whatever that person did, but it may have been a manipulatively merciful thing. Grace is different. Um, and I don't mean to give mercy a bad name. I think, true mercy is 
this is something the world needs a little more of <laughs> from time to time, you know, but yeah. grace is like mercy is when you don't give a punishment that's deserved. We'll, we'll just use that phrase. Grace is when you give something el enormously elaborate that right. wasn't earned. That's not deserved, right? It's, it's more the, the positive, the gift side. And yeah. Frequently in the New Testament, the act of Jesus being father, being one with the father, one with the spirit, dying on the cross for all of creation is defined as gracious. <laughs> so what's interesting here is that that moment, the crucifixion of Jesus is said to have been effective before the foundation of the world. Yeah. It's also said to be once for all, right? Yeah. Like in Hebrews is one place where it says that. But that grace, that cross, that crucifixion, that justification is also done in the body of Christ, in the person of Christ, who we've just established who that is, right? right. Grace isn't doled out after you said yes. Grace is not applied to you if you believe uh grace is something you exist inside of grace is the the air that you breathe is the way we talk about it a lot it's yeah it's the world you live in so man like that's where we need to start this conversation that's why circumcision and uncircumcision don't count for anything that's why religion and non-religious life doesn't count for anything that's why aiming for holiness versus not aiming for holiness. Those aren't what count. Something else entirely is at hand because of where reality exists. Reality is inside of Christ. He is gracious and he is love. And we'll get more into that at the end of this verse, but that's what's hitting me right now. Yeah. It makes me think of a, a quote that we've said on here a couple of times during this series. And it's mainly just because it's a very popular quote that's used um in in various forms of modern uh christianity that you know, we all sort of like live and bump in up against and it's from dallas willard where he talks about you know grace is opposed to effort it's not opposed to earning and it's often used as like this the other this way need... yeah. yes correct it's been a long day and it's a confusing sentence <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I'm in this. I'm at this place in my life, man, where I'm. I'm not using the right numbers when I'm talking about <laughs> podcast episodes. Hold I'm on, twisting, wait a minute. Do you have a, Do you have a kid or three? Yeah, yeah, yep. I know there what you're talking about. <laughs> you, uh, you, you get it. And um, so anyways, I just scrambled brain. Yep. Yeah, like, you know, grace is, you know, grace is opposed to earning. It's not opposed to effort. And it's kind yeah. of used as this, like, this, this uh, call to arms in a sense for us getting it together and, you know, adopting religious practices and rhythms for what we're being with and becoming like Jesus so we can do what he did and we can fix the world because, and we can stop saying, but God's gracious, God gracious. Well, that's, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because, you know, grace isn't opposed, you know, to effort. And I, I personally have issue with that because I feel like what Paul's saying in Galatians is actually contrary to that. But 
I don't think it's for the reason that sometimes people think we're saying it. It's not like we're picking a fight with Willard or the people who quote him. No. You know what I mean? Or we're saying like these are, you know, these are people of ill intent. Um, this is a malicious act. Blah, blah, blah. You know, none of that is true. I think for me, it's more of this bigger, broader invitation that ties into what you were just saying. Like, guys, you know, there's a reason why circumcision and uncircumcision doesn't count. That your religion or your non-religion doesn't count. That you're striving for holiness or not striving for holiness, right? Like, it doesn't count. It's not because God's like has this checklist of what counts and what doesn't, and he's telling you to get it together. The reason why he doesn't need you to earn this, and are you ready for this? And the reason why he also doesn't need your effort is because of what you just said. Because of who Christ is, for in Christ, mm -hmm. the one who right is with the Father, the creator and sustainer of all things, the reconciler of all things, the one in whom we live and dwell, the one who's made us one with the Father because he's made himself one with us. It's because of that existence, because of this gracious existence that you and I live in, this gravity that we live in, this air that we breathe. That's why this stuff doesn't count, because it doesn't need to count. We can actually move on from this conversation and probably go start having a lot more fun ones you know I mean? and step into a lot of other needed and beautiful things in the world and stop running around in circles staring at our navel over this constant what does and what doesn't, what's needed and what's not. You know, it's like enough, enough. For in Christ, the one in whom we live. That's why this doesn't count. It's not because like you're trying to make it count somehow puts you on the outs. No. It's it's actually it kind of boils down to like the point is mute. It's silly. Let's move on. I think that's what Paul said. Yeah. And another disclaimer. Dallas Willard has introduced more people to grace than I realize people that exist. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like no one's here knocking Willard, but I really struggle with this line because it's one of his most memorable. It's one of his most quoted. Yeah. And I would never call myself a full on Willard student. You know, maybe someday I'll get through his library, but this sentence has been used. Uh, whether they know it or would say this or not, to oppose grace and to oppose the extravagance of grace and to make it just a, a, a click along the way. And that's just yeah. not what it is. You know, grace is the whole story. Um, grace is the only thing that can set you free to live by faith, working through love, which we'll talk more about that phrase, but it's only yeah. grace. It's grace alone. And you only find grace in Christ. Well, that's good news because everything's in Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. And when we let that be true, it reframes the whole conversation of faith for us. Um, a lot of us think it's about winning. Yeah. A lot of us treat the spiritual life the way we treat all other avenues and areas of life. Like it's about winning. It's... You get out what you put in. Mm -hmm. That's just, man, if you get out what you put in, what we put in 
was the crucifixion of the living God. <laughs> that's what yeah. we put in to yeah, this. That's what that's what our religious efforts <laughs> in their finest. That's what they do. They don't recognize God when he shows up in the flesh. And instead, mm -hmm. they fight him every step of the way and then crucify him. Yep. And we still do that today. Yep. Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. It's sad. Because it's true. I, the way that I never we have, treat, but other people, for sure. The way that we treat people, the way <laughs> that we demonize and in some situations brutalize people. I mean, yeah. it's uh, this is something else that's been top of mind for me, Russ, uh, lately. And we haven't gotten to talk as much as we used to. But, and this isn't news to you, but I think it's helpful to say it. Like, it's a, it's a dark, a dark world. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the things that people are walking through that I'm close to. Yeah. Um, and I even think over the last two years about stuff that's gone on in the lives of my, of people that are dear to me. It's like, and if you're listening to this right now and you're starting to choke up a little bit, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This, uh, it's, it's a really hard life to walk through. Um, and as Americans, you know, sometimes we don't always feel that as much, maybe. Um, but when you get really honest and when you get into some deep friendships or one, <laughs> like you, you start to see that, yeah. man, this is a hard life. It's hard to walk through life. And when you, when you, when you believe that life is about winning, when you believe that not just to get your paycheck, do you have to beat somebody out of the position, right? Mm -hmm. um, or to win the gig or, or to earn the bonus, you know, so that you can finally pay off that loan, whatever it is like, you gotta, you're going to have to win. You're going to have to beat somebody else to the punch, to the punchline or to the end of the, the race. And I get that. But for whatever reason, we treat our relationship with God the same way. And this isn't just like a, a thing or a new problem or an issue. It's like, no, this is the whole point. <laughs> this is the whole problem. This is what defines the fall at the beginning is this idea that my relationship with the one who made me is dependent on my measuring up. Yeah. And at some level, even measuring up so well that I don't even need this creator. And that's, that's where you get darkness. That's where you get the extreme narcissism all around us and in many of us. Mm -hmm. That's where you get a world of not cooperation or collaboration or let's just enjoy the good things and help each other have access to them. No, we're like, we're fighting tooth and nail to get ours. Um, and if you get in the way, damn, mm -hmm. like you better watch out. I see it happen all the time. Um, but that's winning. That's not love. That's not grace. That's that's winning. That's a human yep. broken way of engaging life and engaging the world and engaging other people. And uh I there's there's a lot of heartbreak in me right now with all the, the shit going on. And it's discouraging, you know, it's discouraging to see how this stuff takes shape in the lives of people and in myself and in my own, even in my own mind in the way that I like 
talk to myself. You know, you, we're all like talking to ourselves in, in certain ways. It's like, man, I really believe that about myself. What I just said. Ah, <laughs> man, we, we need some we need some grace, Russ. Yeah, I think it was Aldous Huxley who said uh, in referring to human beings, we are simultaneously the drywall and the rot. The pillar and the dynamite. <laughs> it's one of those lines that you read one time and you're like, Ugh. yes, there it is. Capable of so much beauty and so mm -hmm. much disdain at the same time. Yeah. And, and then you just factor in all the things that are, you know, out of our hands, man, that we, right. Things that even my family's been dealing with, you know, for the last few months that I've never had to deal with. And, coming up on 46 years of life that'll just put a straight up, you know, pull the freaking emergency brake at 180 mile an hour kind of feel. I think you're right, man. There's something about, uh, something about just learning to enjoy the good things together and helping one another endure the hard times. Mm -hmm. This, this is life. This is the real world. But I would agree with you, man. When you when you miss the foundation of who God is, right? Like when you when you if you if you grab onto a delusion of of who He is and what He's like, then you will live in the delusion of who you are and who others are. And man, that delusion has led to the dismantling of of lives and entire societies, mm -hmm. because everything in the world that was that, that we could use to to champion right humanity is now used to try to overcome our humanity and bro that's just an endless that's just an endless road of slavery right there like that's darkness that's hell straight up it's hell and uh it just it kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, man. I think that's why Paul is just putting this flag in the ground, man, and he's so adamant about it. Like the same kind of anger that you see in Moses with the people who were delivered from slavery who were saying, let us just go back. This is the same thing that you see in Paul here. Do you guys like let me let me let me just say this, you know, is what he seems to be saying in verse six. For in Christ Jesus, <laughs> you know what I mean? All these things that you think matter don't matter. They don't get you in. They don't keep you out. In fact, guys, the only thing that actually matters is faith working through love. And yet everything that you've grabbed onto in the name of Christianity and church is it's all centered around the perfecting of you in a, in a society that, that no one here can perfect. And what's lost in all of it is the only thing that matters. This wild journey of faith, working through love. Yeah. So when he says that, what does he mean? What does he mean, faith working through love? Faith working, like operating through love I, it's a phrase that i know has created a lot of uh consternation in my life 
Um, especially patient might be a better, better word. <laughs> maybe that too. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of constipation from this one. A little stressed and a little tense <laughs> talking about all this faith working through love stuff. <laughs> talking about anal retentant. <laughs> this dude over here looks like he's been totally trained at gunpoint. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love the the hard conversations and some of the like <laughs> the fights or debates, if you will. But you know, if you go more than like ninety minutes, this what we're talking about is the reality. That's how you, that's how you feel <laughs> by the end of it. You're like, you really, really, really don't like grace. That's the bottom line. Like, what kind of life are you gonna live? What kind of friends can you like, even have? Sometimes I find myself like in some of those moments, just looking at somebody and go, dude, it must, it, I feel like it just must absolutely suck trying to be God <laughs> because you seem to just be adamantly opposed to the very gravity by which he's invited you to exist called grace. What, yeah. I mean, what is it, man? No, I'm with you. So faith working through love. What is it? What's it look like? So I want to, let's not spend too much time here because Russ, we could talk for six days on this, these three words or four words, whatever it is. Um, but we'll go here. Um, I'm reading a, one of those brick sized books about Pauline uh, dogmatics by a guy named Douglas okay. Campbell. Yeah. Wicked smart, way above my pay grade, but I'm trying yes. Yes, um, he he's got, the, he's talking about this idea in Paul throughout Paul's works that we're talking about right now, faith, working through love. He's talking about formation. He's talking about like, what is leadership and all of this stuff. He's got this cool, really profound story. He says there was this research exercise investigation or investigate Reese. Sorry, I'm going to start over. <laughs> There was a research exercise that was investigating the high incidence of heart disease. And the data was collected for a population of about 5,000 people living in Framingham, Massachusetts, starting in 1948. The scientists that were doing this, they really wanted to know whether the heart disease was genetic or env environmental. And if environmental, what factors led to that environmental effect? Was, was mm. diet... Part of it, exercise, climate, et cetera, so on and so forth. Well, they collected so much detailed data that the social psychologists were actually able to map the emotional well-being of many of the participants. And they found something remarkable. People were incredibly sensitive to one another's emotional states. An increase in happiness within one person could be traced radiating out significantly through three degrees of separation, losing just mm -hmm. a, about 10% of its effect at each step. So people are extremely mm -hmm. sensitive to one another. And he says this, our relationships change us. Our relationships change us. So 
this isn't it's not just that happiness works that way it's that the things that you're surrounded by in the people you live among dramatically change you hmm. okay he goes on for several pages kind of working that out but when he talks about the way that this is impacting a human life to have christ in you he's like christ is christ is letting himself affect you and that is affecting people around you and russ what's that phrase mm. that we keep saying about where you learn freedom oh yeah man that's our that's our big aha in a decade of of uh conversations and travel man is that people learn to live free in ongoing conversations with the free. Yep. When I read nothing, this, nothing is even remotely close to, to actual true learning and impact than, uh, than that. Yeah. And so if the life of faith is only characterized by all of the things that you do and call faithfulness or religion or obedience or spirituality, or church, or what have you, you are missing out. Mm. If faith is a gift from God, by the Spirit, in Christ, in you, then you get to let that have its effect. You get to like watch amazing things happen i'm not saying you never have to exert effort in life like of course you do right. but when you realize it's a gift you can't own it you can't claim it as from you you can't hold it out on anybody else and the fact that the word love is how this sentence ends this is where i really get flustered <laughs> in a like positive way i guess because a lot of us have read this and we're like, see, it's through love. It's working through love that faith is what it is. And we think, so if I'm not. So working, how's your love game? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Am I loving yep. enough? Am I loving unconditionally? Yep. Am I loving the right people? Am I loving faithfully? Am I, you, the list could go on and on. Oh yeah. Guys, that's not love. No. And love, wait a minute, couple sentences in your Bibles that are really helpful at this moment. God is love. Just going to throw that out there. Okay. Do some like yeah. work on a blank sheet of paper, trying to work that out with this sentence in Galatians. The second one, love never ends. Ends. Yeah. First Corinthians 13. Yep. And, yep. and there again, you know, that's a text where we're all reading it at weddings. Like this is what we're committing to. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is a description of God. This is a description of the Lord. This is a right. description of the one who created all things is Lord over all things has promised to renew all things and has in fact reconciled all things. So yeah, faith only works through love because faith is a gift and love is his disposition towards you. That's it. That's mm. the truth. And Paul is writing letters to people who have been told, no, no, actually, faith is faithfulness. Faith is what you do 
that shows God you're serious about following right. Jesus. That ain't it. It's not it at all. I agree. 100%. I think that's uh kind of brings me back to one of the things that we said at the beginning of the Galatians series. You've got you know, you've got this movement of the church that was spread throughout Corinth that we, that, you know, that we read about in first Corinthians and second Corinthians. And, and we find ourselves looking at that and going, yeah, these would be the people who would get like an F right. And the categories that we have for faithfulness and religious practices and rhythms and, you know, go down the list. Um, and the Galatians, right. would get an A and yet the Galatians are the ones who received the harshest rebuke in the New Testament. And Paul begins his address to the Corinthians with, my dear brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus. Right? Like, think about that, man. Think about that. And, and let that sort of sink in when you start to look at this at this one simple verse. For in Christ Jesus, you know, our very existence in the world, all this religious effort or, or non-effort, it's it doesn't doesn't count for anything. The only thing that matters is this gift of faith that you've been given by him, working itself out through his love for you. In his love for everyone around you. This isn't a litmus test, guys. It's a, it's a roller coaster, man, to get on. <laughs> you know, it's an experience to be had. It's not a checklist to keep. And I'm like, man, that's. I just, I, I find. I find that to be, I just, I ain't gonna lie, man. I just, I find it to be like exhilarating. <laughs> you know, when you think about like the wonders of where all that can lead to, where that can go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, there it is. There it is, man. I feel like I want to keep going because verse seven, right? Like just completely picks up like right at this very point. And it, and it keeps the conversation moving because there is more to be said here. There is more to learn mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So anything, anything last minute we want to drop before we, before we say adios here. Anything more on verse six? Don't tempt me. Um, if you had one minute, if you had one minute to add, what would you say? You get one minute, go. Okay. Here. <laughs> yes. Got it, Russ. Thank you. That's what I need. It's yeah. a frame. Love is given its ultimate definition by your New Testament authors in one place, and it's not in you. It's in Jesus in the moment or moments of crucifixion. Yeah. In the final moment where the worst thing humanity could have ever done, they did. <laughs> and Jesus took it. Jesus welcomed it and then got completely surrendered. He surrendered himself completely to it 
and then turned it into the thing that saves the whole world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is love. So if you're going to say faith working through love is on you, that's the bar. And it's not a bar. What Jesus yeah. did in the crucifixion, which is the ultimate moment in the New Testament, was to obliterate the need for you to reach a bar. There is no bar yeah. because he's in you. So you need to let that good news sear itself on your conscience and help you forget anything else that comes along the way that you start believing about Jesus, about God's love, and about grace. Yeah. Let that have its way in you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you let that have its way in you, it kind of goes back to that study you brought up. There is a joy and a happiness, despite yep. what you're seeing or struggling with, that starts to really manifest itself in and through you, man. And mm -hmm. uh, there's something beautiful, man, to experience in that. And then there's something extremely um, impactful for others to experience from that. And you can't put a finger on that mystery, but you also can't manufacture it. Right. And that's, to me, that's the whole point Paul's trying to make here. What actually matters, you can't manufacture. Yeah. So let, let that, that continuous vision of his love, let it, let it, let it, let it have its way in you. And see what happens. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I love that. Well, to that, folks, that would be episode 129. Yes. Here on the Lordcast. We love you. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.